This episode of the Quaddy Potty is brought to you by our good friends over at Stridal. That's right, Stridal, where entertainment meets opportunity for the horse racing industry. Head to strider.com now and get shopping on their marketplace where you can sort through all the best available yearlings for purchase for this upcoming racing season. Great opportunity to get in on the ground floor with some very talented horses. So head to strider.com right now and get shopping. We here at the Mock Sports are super excited to partner with Dabble to be our official wagering partner during Cup Week. All tips that we give out on this episode can be copied right now on the Dabble app. Just go to the App Store, download Dabble, and use the code MOCKSPORTS when signing up to let them know we sent you, and you can start following us today and get on every single bet we make on the races, the basketball, the cricket, the AFL, the NRL, you name it, it's there. So what are you waiting for? Have a Dabble today and start winning with us this Cup Week. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clean out from Mizzy. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Mizzy. Alrighty, mate. Time to discuss the Golden Eagle. It's a, a new race. It's only been around for four years, hence why we don't have many stats and facts to go through. I know you liked it for the uh, the Cox Plate punters and the Caulfield Cup, but unfortunately, with four years, we don't have a big sample size to go on. Um, but yeah, so Nick, Golden Eagle, what are your thoughts on the field that's been assembled before we go runner by runner? Um, first of all, it's going to be a great day at Rose Hill. I'm very excited. I'm going to be, both of us will be down there. So, um, yes, so say hello if you see us. 100%. Um, Looking forward to it. The race looks pretty good. Um, I'm pretty excited. It's pretty open. There's a couple of different horses I reckon got a good chance, and I'm pretty happy um, the way it's come out in the end. I think it's a lot of the top horses in the show, and then obviously one um, Japanese horse coming across. Yes. So it looks nice. I'm um, pretty happy with it. Not going to lie. Yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, the, the field kind of fell away a little bit. I was saying quite early that it was going to be the race of the spring before the King's Charles Stakes field really started to get bolstered and this sort of started to fall away. You had your likes of um, your Yellow Brick didn't gain a start. Uh, a few others opted to go elsewhere to bigger races um, throughout the carnival. But I still think it's a very quality field. You've got multiple Group 1 winners um, amongst the field. So, I mean... I really like it because it's. I like it because these are horses that we've followed through autumn, through spring now, and they've made their way to win a Group One potentially. So it's that's it's a lot of horses that I personally know a bit more about than a lot of obviously international horses coming over. Um, Cox Plate obviously was a tough one, Um, but this one it's a lot of lower horses that have just come into probably Group One level, like they're. A lot of them are probably not as proven at Group 1 level as obviously your, your other races, so I'm pretty excited for this one. Yeah, and of course, punters, this isn't a Group 1 level race, but it's a Group 1 field. Uh, yeah. I think eventually it'll get to Group 1 status, just like the Everest. Uh, PVL's a genius. He creates these races. He gets the best fields. It'll get Group 1 status eventually. Whenever that happens, who knows? But treat it like it's a Group 1 because the field's stacked. It is every year. Four-year-old exclusive. They're the best four-year-olds in the country, and... You know, 20 horses wide going around Rose Hill. It's going to be a cracker. But before we get into any sort of analysis, mate, we need to just have a quick thank you to our sponsors. First of which, 
Dabble, the wagering partner of this episode. Any odds you hear, corrective time of recording, of course, is on a Wednesday night, um, will be written, sorry, um, read from Dabble. Okay, so if you want to go on the Dabble app and download it today, use the code MOCKSPORTS when downloading to let them know we sent you and you can use these odds. There's some cracking odds going around on the Dabble app for sure, isn't it? 100%, mate. Um, we love Dabble. They're massive supporters of us, and we thank them for, for helping us out. So, yeah, um, this podcast will be brought to you by them. So, loving it. As well, if you uh, want to get on our tips at the end of the, uh, the podcast, head Dabble. Use the copy bet button to put it straight into your bet slip. Put as much money on as you want. If you do... So make sure to gamble responsibly, set a deposit limit, and think about what you can be buying instead. And Nick, I ask you, have you ever wanted to own a horse on a big race day like this? 100%, mate. Um, I have. And unfortunately, I've got a lot of horses running around, but they're not running around in any good um, races like this. I think Cheerful Legend was our best one, and it was a midway um, midway win. But look, yeah, yeah not no. too bad. Cardinal Gem last year, one of our mates um, had that in, in the Golden Eagles, so... Yeah, I know what it's like to own a horse on a um, day like this. My horse, highly desired, ran in the Four Pillars Midway. And uh, it actually <laughs> ran pretty good, to be uh, honest. Probably one of its better runs of the career. It finished in front of different strokes. Another horse we had a stake in that day, as we thought it would be the other way around. Um, but yeah, ran really good that day. So I know what it's like to be in the owner's section. And it was thrilling. Rubbing shoulders with some of the biggest names in racing. And you two can also experience this, head to strider.com now, our other sponsors for the pod. They've got a marketplace punters on their website. Think realestate.com, think carsforsale.com, but with horses. Head to strider.com, head to their marketplace. You can sort through the best trainers, the best syndicators. Everything is on there for you to sort through, find the best available yearlings, the best available two-year-olds. Some of them are ready to go to the races. So if you want a quick turnaround, head there, Look for all of these available horses that you can buy shares of 5%, 10%, 15%, 20%, as much as you want to outlay. You can talk to the trainers and syndicators directly, directly through Stridal, and you can start owning a horse, and hopefully one day you get to a Golden Eagle Day, Golden Slipper Day, Derby Day, okay? Chase your racing dreams today. Get shopping with Stridal. And thank you for sponsoring this pod. So, Nick, we head to the analysis part of the podcast. So like usual punters, we're going to go runner by runner, determine if they're contenders or pretenders, tell you why they can win, tell you why they can't win. And of course, each price as we'll read them out is on dabble. Now, if you want to go on dabble and look through the odds and snag a bet, if you like the sound of those odds, do so as you wish. Um, But things to consider about the day is it's sunny in Sydney right now, but according to the weathermen, Late Friday night, the rain's supposed to come down and it's supposed to continue all the way through Saturday. They're even predicting that we could get upwards of maybe eight mils and a bit of a a thunderstorm early on in the day. So while the track is currently a good four, if the weathermen are correct, rain comes down, I can see us getting past soft five into the soft six, seven territory. Hopefully not to the heavy because no one likes to see a race like this get ruined by a heavy track. But it could be wet. So that's something you need to think about, punters. Wet Rose Hill can get very, very boggy, okay? So you need to be able to pick a horse that can get it done both in the dry, if it ends up being dry, and the wet. So we can't be looking at just swimmers. We can't be looking at just dry trackers. That's something that you need to really take into consideration. Is there anything else before runners rise that you think people need to think about at Rose Hill? Um, not necessarily. I think the weather is obviously the, probably the biggest one. And then obviously we 
get into it a bit later, but barriers is going to be a big one coming into this one with the big fields. But um, nothing in particular to Rose Hill, mate. Okay, mate. We'll go through runner by runner now, starting with Hawaii Five O uh, at four dollars twenty to win. Joint favourite currently on Dabble. Hawaii Five O, mate. What are your thoughts? Yeah, barrier four to start, so contender in my opinion. Um, sixth place in the Everest after running out of barrier ten is pretty impressive in my opinion. Um, fell two lengths behind. Think about it; it's pretty good form to go off. Race behind, sorry, race prior to that ran second behind. Think about it again, and only lost by a nose. Nash rode him perfectly in that race and retains for the eagle, which is another positive. Up to the fifteen hundred is probably the biggest worry. However, raced at the fourteen hundred in Queensland and again was behind. Think about it. So his race behind. Think about it quite often, um, which is definitely good form to go off. Obviously, your Everest winner, and then. Yeah, decent to read into, so it has to be a contender in my eyes. Yeah, mate, serious contender here. Uh, Joint favourite for a reason. Drawn an absolute peach, gets Nash back on and is back out into a distance that probably suits it a bit more. I've always thought going into the Everest, of course, the winner, think about it, was able to get it done at that distance, can get it done at many distances, but I thought that horse as well as Hawaii Five-0 is definitely better suited out to those 13, 14. 15, even 1,600-metre um, races. So never gone beyond the 1,400, but races like he should absolutely eat up the 1,500, like I said. Fourth up here, he's had this race in mind for the majority of the prep. I feel like the Everest was probably just a little bit of a, uh, a sidestep. You know, it, the opportunity presented itself. Why not take it? Um, conditions won't scare him as well. He's one of the most versatile runners, in my opinion. You can't go wrong with backing him. If you put money on him, I think you're going to get a decent run, no matter what the weather conditions are. Whatever the track bias happens, I think, you know, Hawaii 5 is one of those horses. What you see is what you get. He's going to put in a strong run. Um, we move to attrition, mate. $23 to win, $5.50 to place on Dabble. Barry 19. Um, call me crazy. I'm going contender. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. I'd say this is probably my roughy chance um, of the race. Um, I don't have too many roughy chances of the race. Um, Barrier 19 is obviously the biggest worry, but I think um, Attrition will settle into the midfield towards the back a little bit and swoop across. Had a good run at Caulfield at the 1600 and won at similar odds, if you read into that, punters. Um, but yeah, Barrier 19 is pretty hard, but did beat Amelia's Jewel, so be my roughy chance, which I had to include once. It's going to be a contender for mine. Look, that 19th barrier, I think it just gets way back and gets stuck in a hell of a lot of traffic. Um, so I'm going to go pretender there. Um, big thing with the barriers at Rose Hill, uh, the wider you are, obviously the less chance you have in any race. But Rose Hill, the way you turn into the straight, it's it's less of a curve than other tracks. It's, yeah. it's a sharper sort of edge, which is why you don't really want to swing very wide on Rose Hill because you're already giving you those horses that are on the fence another 5, 10 metres as they quickly cut that corner and skip off. So the thing with attrition here, and also Rose Hill not as wide as a Randwick, so 20 horses spread across Rose Hill, you can imagine not many gaps will open up. So I think that 19th barrier gets too far back. I'm going to have to pan attrition here. Uh, we got Pericles, mate. $13 to win, $4 to place. Barrier 1. Uh, contender. Last run at the 1300, fell one length behind Vienna Princess. Ben Mellon obviously comes up for the ride. Not sure how you can look into that. I know you're personally not too much of a fan of his. Um, two wins before that, the 1400 metres is positive. This is definitely the hardest field this um, this gelding's had to face. So uh, I'll give it a contender status, but um, yeah, it's going to be tough. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't love the jockey booking. Would have preferred to have yeah. Zach Lloyd on it. And that's not often you'll hear me say that because taking an apprentice over a uh, season jockey, usually you want the season jockey on. But Zach Lloyd knows this horse way more than a Ben Mellon does. Um, but, I mean, jockey aside, you'd think he rolls forward from that first barrier, sits in the leading bunch or just behind them. If Mellon goes back, it's over. Like I mentioned, uh, I don't think many gaps will present itself late in the race. Uh, as long as he can get him a clear run to the line, I think he's one of the best chances in the race. So contender for sure with Pericles. Uh, Golden Mile, uh, another Godolphin runner here. This is what Zach Lloyd rides. Um, $26 to win, $6 to place. Nick, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'll go pretender here. Um, similar to attrition with the barrier, I, I just think um, Golden Mile likes to sit probably a bit closer up near the lead, up and towards the pace. He'll have to burn a lot of petrol to get there. He will have to burn a lot of petrol to get there, and I think it'll be too much for him. I think the only way is if he settles back, and that's against how he usually runs. So I think he's a bit of a pretender in my eyes. I just don't think that he can win from that barrier. If he he draws a better barrier, by all means, I think he's a definite contender. But um, for this one, for his type of race style, I don't think he's a contender. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Third in the Epsom, like, great four months to go off. Coming into it, he was looking like a decent chance. Um, you know, Lloyd choosing to ride him probably also gives you another bit of uh, confidence there that he was a probably one of the stronger Godolphin chances. Um, but, I mean, he could have rolled forward, given them something to chase, but he's drawn 18. He probably gets trapped wide. Won't help him at all. Petrol spent. Only thing that brings him into it is his affection for Rose Hill. All of his good stuff in his career has happened at Rose Hill. So that's the only thing that really brings him into it. But apart from that, pretender for me. As we move on to Kovalika here, ridden by Tommy Berry, um, $10 to win, $3.30 to place, bypass the Cox Plate to come here specifically. They probably could have gained a start in the Cox Plate if they decided to go there, but Chris Waller has sent him to the Golden Eagle. So what are your thoughts? Uh, Barry 16, going contender, was probably my leading chance in this race before the barrier draw, in my opinion, I thought. Been running pretty decently. Came fifth in the King's Charles Stakes behind, obviously, Fangirl and Mr. Brightside. Um, But, yeah, the barrier is not kind here. Um, Similar to attrition, I think, should settle in the midfield slash near the back of the midfield. So it's going to be a contender in my eyes, but it will be tough from that barrier. Um, Like I said, if it draws anything less, like probably 12 less, um, 12 and under is what I meant by that, it was one of my leading chances. So, I 100% agree with you. If he'd drawn a better barrier, I probably would have had him much higher on the list. He could have even been my top tip. Um, but thanks to his fantastic turn of foot, he's still in this. Okay, He will go back. Hopefully he doesn't give them too much of a start as he had has done in previous uh, runs this prep. But, I mean, Tommy Berry is the jockey to get him over the line here. If he times it perfectly and is a bit more proactive, gets him onto the back of that midfield... Swings him, not too wide, but swings him towards the outside as soon as they hit that straight. I think he can maybe gun him down. If he'd drawn a better barrier, he would have been in it up to his neck. But he can't draw a barrier. He keeps drawing out wide. No luck, this horse. But, uh, yeah, contender for sure, Kovalika. As we move into Redina, the Epsom winner, $31 to win, $7 to place on Dabble, mate. What are your thoughts? Um, Seem to kind of go backwards a little bit, I thought, in the um, Kings Charles. Just... um wasn't good signs at the 1600. Probably just coming. Um, probably, I think, probably its last race before it probably spells if it doesn't do well. I'm going to go pretender. I just don't think it. I think it's just not matched for the, this field. Um, 
yeah, not too much else to say. I, obviously, that Epsom win was awesome, but um, coming into this field at the 1500 as well, I just don't see it um, getting onto it. It's just it's gotten used to the 1600. It's always hard to go back into the 15 as well, so it's going to be um, not for me. Yeah, as the Epsom winner, you have to respect it. Epsom winners always run well in this race, usually when they go here. Um, but, I mean, it's an issue... Uh, it's, I'm going to go pretender, drawn perfectly to feature in the finish. If he'd drawn wider, a definite pretender straight off the bat because, like you said, that King's Charles Stakes, he didn't really go on with the job after winning the Epsom. You know, you thought, okay, maybe he's actually really up to the task of being with some of the best milers in the country and then got shown up by the likes of Fangirl and Mr Brightside. But, I mean, drops back to the age grade. That might help a bit, but I just can't see it winning. Thus, is a pretender, mate. Um, Osipenko. $13 to win, $14 to place. Barrier 8, um, contender. Raised 10th in the Turnbull stakes earlier in the month. Um, comes back to the 1500 and runs against easier opponents this time around. He's been stuck behind Mr. Brightside and Fangirl this prep, and I think the Waller team have pulled a beauty of a barrier for him. Um, loves racing at Rose Hill as well. Four races, four starts, sorry, two wins and one in the placing, so it's pretty good to read into for me. So I think it's a definite contender, if not one of the leading contenders. Um, yeah, wow. Um, it, it's you, you look through the form lines, and you've got to think this horse should not be $13. Fangirl, Brightside, Romantic Warrior, Alligator Blood, that's like the A-est of the A-grade forms in the country you could p- possibly have. And it drops back to horses that, are strong, but albeit, aren't your fangirls, brightsides, romantic warrior, coxplate winner, um, and your alligator blood. So, I mean, drawn absolutely perfect in barrier eight, which should allow him to get into a stalking position on the back of those leading pack, if not at the, just the top of the midfield. Um, I think he'll launch late. I would be shocked, absolutely shocked to my core to see him finishing out of the top six. I think that love of Rose Hill doesn't really matter what conditions are dished up. He has the form to be winning a race like this. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he breaks away from them late and just goes on with the job. 100% a contender. Best form in the race by a mile. Uh, as we go to straight ASAR, $41 to win, $8.50 to place. Yeah, it's only a couple, couple of weeks ago I was racing at the Benchmark 88 and the Benchmark 72. So. Yeah, midway to Golden Eagle. Could be another Shelby 66 situation here, um, mate, if it wins. Yeah, but uh, I'll go pretender here. Uh, yeah, pretender for me as well. Great barrier, flying, but can't see him winning. Place at very, very best with straight acer. Um, like he was in the Silver Eagle, managed to find his way into the uh, placings and bumped up that trifecta price for the lucky people that were able to snag it. Shout out to you, Miss Mock. Uh, communist, $91 to win, $21 to place. Yeah, no chance. This time last year, I'd say he's 100% within a shot. I wouldn't have thought you'd ever see this horse at a $91 price. But, wow, he's fallen off a cliff. Beaten six lengths by Redina in the Epsom, who I believe is a pretender, so that doesn't really <laughs> read amazing, does it, mate? So, uh, pretender for communists. Uh, Coin Toss, the Singapore Raider over here at 101 and $23 to place. Thoughts, mate? Um, yeah, ninth in the Silver Eagle. Doesn't really read too good. I think it's a pretender. I just not going to waste my time here. Uh, yeah, um, didn't really get a best chance in the Silver Eagle, got stuck in traffic, but still. Uh, car park draw here as well. Uh, gee, I'd love to see him get up, but, I mean, he's opened at 100-1 to 1 for a reason. Uh, Knight's Choice, uh, 100-1 to 1 and $21 to place. Thoughts? No. Nah. 
I'm going to say Pretender as well. I'll just say I've got to, I feel really bad for the owners. Dominated the Brisbane Carnival. Was offered, I think, a mil or two mil by Hong Kong. And they said, no, 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 This horse will make that and then some in Australia. And then I, I just uh, don't think it's going to get anywhere near that in prize money. Um, he's had two very plain runs in two very plain fields so far, so I don't think he'll be winning a Golden Eagle. Now, the Japanese Raider, mate. Obam Burumai. Good luck saying that. Five times fast. $11 to win. $3.50 to place on Dabble. Mate, what are your thoughts and why? Always hard with the international horses. Um, when you haven't been able to watch their stuff real live, you've got to do a bit of research here, punters. Um, I'm going to go and call him Obam. Um, just to Obam for short. Yeah, just to get rid of that little language barrier we have. Um, but yeah, it's, it's read well. Um, obviously, it's won all of its races except for two. Um, three wins from five starts, um, and two of them were in the placings. Um, and I believe one was at Group One level, which is good to read into for me. Um, I think it's a contender. I I don't want to rule it out. Um, but yeah, it looks pretty nice. Um, it's race at the distance looks pretty good. First up record looks pretty nice as long as it's travelled over, which it has. Um, Josh Parsen is pretty confident as well, so we'll, we'll go uh, contender. Uh, yeah, um, I'm going to say contender as well. I'll say contender purely because the Japs always deadly. You never really want to pen them just in case they come out and absolutely uh, dominate. Um, he's 100% the biggest X factor in this race. He's settled into the country very well by all accounts. I've spoken to some people out at the um, yeah. Canterbury Centre. They say he's probably um, the best of the internationals that have come through when it comes to settling into the country. Um Good sign. So, I mean, his Japanese form's up there with the best of them, like you said. And, I mean, the only thing, the only negative to this horse is the fact that the late jockey switch, Josh Parr might be confident, but his Japanese jockey was originally scheduled to be on and he got injured in Tokyo over the weekend, so he couldn't make the trip. Um, That's literally the only negative to go on. If you're big on late jockey switches, that's really the only thing that could ward you off this horse. On paper, he looks pretty... Pretty bomb-proof when it comes to putting in a strong effort, in my opinion. I, I would think he would definitely be there or thereabouts. Um, new Endeavour at $81, $17 to place, mate. Uh, pretender. I just don't see how it can get it done. Um, it's another international horse, obviously. Ran in the Silver Eagle and came 11th, 4.7 lengths behind. Um, yeah, not too, nothing too serious to me. Yeah, so. if you haven't been able to tell already, we think the uh, Silver Eagle form is pretty average to go off, except for a couple of horses, you know, your Pericles and then the Vienna Princesses, as we'll discuss later. Um, but yeah, 11th in a Silver Eagle doesn't read very well at all. Not interested here, pretender. Age of Kings, $41 to win, $8.50. It's tough, mate. Um, this is another international one, but um, Waller does pretty well. Obviously, with these international horses that come over. He buys some very good horses. He does. Um, It's one at Royal Ascot before, which is a good read. Um, It was his last start, actually, sorry, before it it came over here um, at the 1400. So, I don't know if you want to read into that, punters. Personally, I won't. Um, Craig Williams on board is a great jockey, however. Um, It's been backed in heavily so far. Open at $81, as I've read, um, doing my research. But, um, yeah, wow, $46.00. I think, what would you say? Uh, $41. $41, sorry. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go pretender, but um, I can respect it. 
Yeah, there's one horse that comes along in every field, if you've watched these, that I say, uh, pretender, but I'll happily shake the hand of the person who backs it if it wins and say, yeah, you're a better man than me because I'm very, I'm willing to risk it because his form lines are probably B-class for Europe and his trials have been very, very plain. Um, But you always need to keep an eye on the international. So watch for that late market push. If he drifts, stay away. If he comes in and comes in hard... Probably maybe spec him $5 just in case. Because, I mean, here's the interesting thing with this horse. I noticed that he was about at 30-plus in the ballot order during the week, and I straight away said, he's going to get a start. There's no way he doesn't get a start. Just like last year, racing New South Wales, did what some were calling a bit of a dodgy and bumped the rating up of Wellwall to get it into the race after Chris Waller bought it specifically for the Golden Eagle. He's bought Age of Kings specifically for the Golden Eagle. So I don't know how... He got up in the ballot of order to 12th or 14th, like he ended up from 30. Maybe there was just bulk scratchings. Maybe there was a little um, favour done from racing New South Wales. Who knows? But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to risk it. But, I, again, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets up, and I'm happy to shake the hand of those who back it. Uh, Galeron, $126 to win, $26 to place. I'm going to say pretender, but with his form behind Paddington, which has done wonders for West Wind Blows, don't be shocked if he's running better than the price suggests. That's all I'll say. I don't think he wins, but I don't think he should be at $126 based on that form. What are your thoughts? No, no chance. Um, Now we get to the horse that we love to debate on this podcast, (laughs) Amelia's Jewel. Let's have a chat, mate. Amelia's Jewel. We could chat about this horse all night. Um, $4.20 joint favourite with Hawaii 5.0. Um, those are the only two horses that you can't get at each way odds currently with Dabble, uh, but watch the market. It could move. Um, Nick, I'll let you go first. Contender, in my opinion. Um, I'll get that out of the way for you punters. Um, the only real concern, a great horse. I'm going to forgive its two-rack run. Um, however, from reports of what we've heard, it really, really, really was shocked at the Shurak by the amount of people there, the helicopters, the loud noise, just wasn't able to perform on the big stage. And this is another big stage. I don't know if there'll be helicopters there for the Eagle. Um, probably not, to be honest. But There'll be drones. I don't know if there'll be helicopters. I don't think there'll be helicopters. But um, it just doesn't seem to... She just doesn't seem to look like that she really took in the big field, um, which is a worry for me, but I'm going to back it off. It's absolute brilliant sectionals over at Moody Valley. Broke a track record at the 1600. Great horse. Um, yeah, Damien Lane comes up. Um, Favourite for a reason. Contender. Okay. So give me three reasons why it's a pretender, Cashy. Well, I mean, do I want to say it's a pretender? Do I want to? Um, but I'll give you three reasons why I'm not having my money on, whether it's a contender or a pretender. Um, like you said, as soon as she got pressured in the Turak, she went to water, both on the track and off the track. Didn't love the occasion. Got real worked up in the yard. Didn't like the fans. Didn't like the helicopter. Didn't like much about the day. So, I mean, you need to be able to perform in that environment. Golden Eagle won't be as loud as a Turak, maybe not. But it'll be loud. So that's one reason. Another reason, the doctors found nothing wrong with her. They were very, very, very much so trying to find something wrong with her. They couldn't find anything as much as I found out when I went researching, which means it was a bad run. It wasn't pulled up lame. 
wasn't cardiac arrhythmia. She had a bad run. But I will say, of course, one bad run doesn't make a bad horse. And the other negative is this whole thing about the blinkers, Nick, that's come out recently. The trainer seems hell-bent that she is twice the horse she is with blinkers on compared to without blinkers. So why the hell isn't she wearing them? Apparently it was a lock. Yeah, we'll take her down to Sydney. Blinkers go on. She is way better horse with blinkers on than without them. So we're definitely putting them on. And they haven't put them on. So in per- my opinion, I think it's just a whole lot of yap, mate. I think it's a whole lot of yap. Excuses, excuses, I say. They were trying to find something. Doctors couldn't find anything. All of a sudden, nah, she's a blinkers horse, man. Yeah, we're whacking them on. Where are they? Where are the blinkers? That's all I will say when it comes to the negatives. Positives, like I said, one bad run doesn't make a bad horse. Um, obviously, I think the media got way too hyped about this horse. I said it over and over again. But she is a top 10 to 15 horse in the country right now. <laughs> that is inexcusable. <laughs> I can say that she is the top of the B grade. She, she doesn't top, get to She say, might be top 100. <laughs> she's top 100. But like everyone's saying, oh, she's top five horse. No, she's not. She is top of the B grade right now. Superstardom awaits her if she wins on the weekend to jump into that A grade and gets to say, I am one of the best horses in the country. I have mandated that all the way through this prep. I said at the start of the season, she was going to be no good. She proved me wrong there. She's clearly good, but is she great? This is her test. This is her measuring stick. Is she going to just be the horse that won a couple of group ones over in WA, came over here and, you know, messed around with a couple of group two fields and placed in a couple of group ones? Or is she going to be the Golden Eagle winner who comes back in the autumn and wins a couple more group ones? Or is she going to go back to WA with her tail tucked between her legs? This is the measuring stick. I'm going to say contender, but I am not having my money anywhere near it. It's simply a watch and learn. I want to see if Amelia's jewel proved me right or wrong. And I'm happy either way. Trifecta play. Uh, Ruthless Dame made as we move on. $23 to win, $5.50 on Dabble. Uh, I just don't think it can. It came second, obviously, behind Espiona. Um, does drop for uh, three and a half kilos, sorry, um, which is probably a benefit. Sam Clipperton on board, but 20th barrier is pretty bad. Um, when this horse isn't that good, in my opinion. Fifth place in the um, Silver Eagle as well. Yeah, pretender. I have a bit of time for this horse, but not from that barrier. Um, last time she was that wide, over 1,500 at Rose Hill. She finished 10th in a Cornwall Classic. Would need to improve to be winning here. Exotics only for Ruthless Dame. So we move to the New Zealand Raider, Legato. $8 to win, $2.70 to 5 to place. Mate, what are your thoughts? If we get a lot of rain... This is a genuine chance. Obviously, over in New Zealand, it's a bit less hot, a bit less firm. I know it says that it's probably a good track, but it's always a little bit softer. Their good's different. They are good. Yeah. So um, if it gets wet, by all means, punters, I definitely respect a bet on this. Um, Beat attrition at Flemington. Um, Was it? I think it was the start of this year, wasn't it? Yeah, the Australian Guineas. Yeah. So. but yeah, if it gets wet, punters, it's it's, it's a contender either way. But if it's a gets real wet, get soft on. six, soft seven, I'd be on it for sure. So yeah. Legato, absolutely drawn perfectly, genuine Group One winner, will get the trip, has a strong rider, can deal with whatever conditions get thrown her way, and she'll be one of the strongest late. If she gets a clear under the line, watch out. She ticks literally every box possible to be somewhere in the finish. So I think. If you put her out of any exotics, you're a madman. Uh, yeah. Uh, they, the, everyone's going on about how 
the top three chances in the race have all drawn next to each other. And, I mean, they're not entirely wrong, okay? Barriers four, five, and six are all quality horses. So they're all drawn to do great things, as is this one from that sixth barrier I believe she's in. Am I correct in saying that? Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I I think, again, like Hawaii Five-0, can't go wrong with this horse. If you put yep. money on, I'm telling you, you've definitely got a great chance. Yeah. Um, to add to that as well, punters, if you're a bit worried about your international horses with travelling, obviously New Zealand, it's not that far away. Yeah, New Zealand horses come over all the time. Yeah. So it's, uh, in my opinion, I wouldn't worry about that too much, obviously, because it's only like a, what, three hours? Yeah. That's the same as them Same going as going over to Perth. Perth, same as pretty much going to Melbourne, almost, unless they fly, which is less. But if they drive down. Same, yeah, same as the Queenslands. Similar yeah. to Queensland going to Victoria, New South Wales and Victoria over to Perth. Um, if you want to read into it like yeah. that. Fiona Princess, $31 to win, $7 to place. I'm going to go contender, mate. She is flying. This is a different kettle of fish, obviously. As we said, the Silver Eagle form isn't that great apart from a couple of horses, that being Pericles and Vienna Princess, the only horses I want to take out of that race. She would not shock me one bit running a place, and the way she's running, I know they've been in fields that are weaker than some of the ones we've been through, but she is ready to run a career best. The thing with this race is you've got to find those that are ready to peak career-wise. Okay, You need to find those ones that are on the up. And she is definitely one that is on the up. She can definitely have that improvement to get over the top of them. I think $31, I'd be marking her much less. Um, definite, definite respect if you're chucking five bucks each way on this horse. What are your thoughts? Pretender in my mind. I just don't think she's come from the benchmark 88. Won the Silver Eagle, which is impressive, I guess, but not enough to win the Golden Eagle. I don't, I I will don't, I don't see her winning. I will say no Silver Eagle winner has run better than eight. In a Golden Eagle, I think. But I think she can be one to set that record a little bit better. Get it, you know, your six, your fifth, fourth, three, two, pretender. maybe even one. Pretender, pretender, pretender. Uh, well, we come to the final horse in the field that's the biggest pretender out there. I have no idea why it's in the field. Dale. Rosetta. Dale um, Gibbons on board, yeah, our boy. If it wins. Still Gibbons the only way it gets up, I think. Yeah, uh, pretender. Um, but shout out to Dill getting a ride in the cup on Akita Sushi. So hopefully that horse... Uh, runs really good. We'll talk about it in our Melbourne Cup runner by runner. But, mate, we've been through it now. We've gone pretender versus contender. We've actually sided with most of the same here. Um, so I'll be interested to see where your money's going. Okay. So who have you got to win the race? Who are you – if you're going to put, say, you've got 20 bucks to spend on the winner, where are you putting it? Look, my money's changing – on track conditions. That is what I need to make firmly clear. If okay. it stays how we think and there's not much rain, it stays good. It's around the soft five, six, seven. Soft five, good. I'm not too sure because who knows? It might not rain. The weatherman can never be right these days. True. It stays dry, only gets a little bit of rain. My boy Obam coming from Japan is going to be my tip. Wowee, the Jap. The Jap, if we get a lot of rain and it gets into your heavies, soft seven and above, I'm going Legato. Interesting. You're all over the internationals, eh? I'm, I'm liking the internationals this year. Um, in saying that, I really, really, really respect Hawaii Five-0. Yeah, don't blame you. I think that's the better of the two favourites, in my opinion, your Hawaii Five-0s. Uh, but you're on Obam. That's your top o tip. Obam at the moment, if we get into the soft track... I'm changing my tip. Simple as that. 
Fair enough. I mean, Obam, the Jap, mate, if you get up, a few girls be asking Denmo Bungo Wa. That's right. I remember my year eight Japanese. What? What's your phone number in Japanese? God. Mate, I remember. That's dribbly. Shout, shout out to my Japanese teacher who told me. I'd I'm not going to try and repeat what you just said because we will get in a bit of trouble, I think. No, but, I, um, I believe I pronounced Denmo Bungo Wa perfectly. Denmo Bungo Wa. Denmo Bungo Wa. Yeah, Denmo Bungo Wa. What's your phone number if Obam gets up? Um, I'm going Osipenko. <laughs> $13 to win, yeah, $4 to place on Dabble. Um, again, like I said, I just can't believe the price that you're getting for a horse that's been running around with the bright sides, the fangirls, the romantic warriors, the bloods. It is the best form possibly in the country for any race, let alone a race here where it drops back to a track that it adores, drops back to a distance that it's proven at, drops back to its own age grade. I mean, I, th- I think you can't go wrong with Osipenko. I think... Like I said, I'd be shocked to seeing it finish out of the top six. Only thing that probably stops it, if it somehow gets stuck in traffic. If it gets a clear run to the line, I think it'll get over the top of them. And I think at that price, compared to an Amelia's Jewel or a Hawaii Five-O, is the better bet. Like, you all have good form, but the best form horse for $13, I'm all over it. Um, so, mate, we've got your winners. Top four. Obam? Yep. Legato, they have to be in there. Yep. Um, Hawaii Five O, and then I'll throw a bit of value in their punters just in case because I don't think it'll be. I could like I could go for the top four favorites and be happy with it, but in my opinion, I think you're better off going for some value in the top four. I'm gonna go Waller's International Chance. Go with all international chances here. Um, where is it? Age of Kings. Age of Kings. So you had um, Obam, Legato. Age of Kings there? and Age Hawaii Five-0. Hawaii Five-0. Okay, mate, I'm going Osipenko, obviously. Second, Hawaii Five-0. Then Kovalika. Tommy Berry, I think, will just really get him going late. And just like he's done all prep, flash home late and grab a placing or a top four spot. And then Legato to finish off. Like I said, Legato, super versatile. I think I'd... I'd be very surprised if there's a negative run on the weekend from Legato. Just ticks every single box possible, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, mate, of course, punters, if you want to be getting on those, those will be up on Dabble. If you want to copy them, you can hit the copy bet button and put it straight into your bet slip. Put as much as you want on. But if you're doing so, gamble responsibly, set a deposit limit and think about what you could be buying instead. But if you're going to have a gamble on the uh, Golden Eagle, make sure to do so with the official wagering partner of the Mox Sports. Dabble. Use the code Mox Sports when signing up to let them know we sent you. And a big thank you to our other sponsors, Stridal. If you want to be owning a horse that could potentially run in a Golden Eagle run day, head to Stridal.com, check out the marketplace, and get involved today. Don't just watch the races, punters. Own the excitement. Go to the Stridal marketplace and get shopping um, but apart from that, mate, anything else to say to the punters? Give us a give us a yell if you say us um, down at the races. Other than that, um, good luck, punters. All uh, the best. 100%. All the best. We'll be back on Sunday um, with a run-up-by-run-up preview of the Melbourne Cup as well. So if you want Melbourne Cup tips, come straight back here, whether you're on the Apple Podcast, the Spotify, the YouTube. Like, share, subscribe. Hit the notifications button so as soon as it drops, you can get first dibs on our Melbourne Cup tips. Oh,
Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes.